Hello and welcome to the Soul Tap podcast. My name is Sabrina Boniudo, although not for long because since I last recorded a podcast, I got engaged finally. I'm very excited about that, as you can tell. But in case you're new here, I'm passionate about helping people slow down enough to truly live and be in their element while adopting simple and sustainable holistic health solutions. I'm an Ayurvedic health counselor. I'm a yoga teacher. I've been teaching for about seven years now and a wellness advocate with doTERRA. I have a background in health psychology, and I love advocating for mental health because that's something that I've struggled with over the years, which you'll hear a lot about in this podcast episode. So I woke up today without a plan of recording this exact episode, as most of my episodes are, let's be real, but it's September 2nd, and here in upstate New York, at least, the weather is seriously following suit. It's like September started and the crisp fall weather is back, which if you know me, you probably know how exciting this is for me. I'm for sure a cool weather type of gal. The heat really irritates me physically and mentally. And I think sometimes on Instagram and like in conversations with my friends and stuff, I make it sound like a joke of how much I dislike the heat. It's like my way of coping with being so utterly uncomfortable. But the reality is I struggle with seasonal mental health imbalances in the spring and summer months. And many people are familiar with seasonal depression or anxiety happening in the cooler months, but not many are advocating and talking about the large percentage of us who also struggle the opposite way. But anyway, upon waking up this morning, I was feeling that cool air coming through my window for once and not being drenched in sweat because I don't know how, but I don't have an air conditioner in my bedroom and it gets like really hot. Anyway, um, and I'm sitting there and I realized I didn't have one panic attack all summer. And as I realized this, I sat there, I snapped a pic. You might have seen it on Instagram of me in my hoodies and sweats, just like loving life. And then I sat there a little bit longer and I stared at myself in my bedroom mirror and once again realized, whoa, wait, this was like the first summer ever, or at least in a really, really long time, that I did not have a single panic attack. And I would remember that. I struggled with my mental health over the summer in different ways, but it was managed and I didn't get pushed to the point of panic. And you see, I believe it's really easy for us to acknowledge when we're feeling bad, when something is uncomfortable or when we're struggling, especially with our mental health. It's so easy to focus on that, but we really have to intentionally practice and put forth effort to celebrate the mental health wins. Because if we don't, they can so easily pass us by without us even noticing. So I don't know, I'm feeling extremely grateful for this because I seriously can't remember a spring or summer season without dealing with debilitating panic attacks. And some seasons have been significantly worse than others, but never not one, not one. So in this episode, I want to be sharing with you how I managed my mental health symptoms this season. And um, just like any other health goal, making big shifts in our mental health takes dedicated time and effort. It's taken me years to adopt some of the habits that I'm going to be talking about today. And some days it's really frustrating. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of boundaries. And I sometimes don't have that. I'll be real. I'm a human. Some days I don't feel like doing the small things that I know are good for me and I know are good for my mental health. Um, So it's an ongoing effort. 
So first, let's rewind to last summer, which was probably one of the worst seasons for me in regards to my anxiety. I averaged at least two panic attacks a day. I mean, usually it was much more than that. And the thing was, I was fully functioning mid-panic attack, meaning that on the outside, no one would be able to tell if I was struggling. So I'd be at work, in social settings, with friends, with family, and no one would be able to tell that I was having a panic attack. I've learned over the years to just deal with it mask it, and it kind of became my norm, which is not okay. Um, I was barely eating anything. I was losing weight very quickly, and everything felt like a big pursuit. Waking up and getting ready, getting out of bed, simply going to the grocery store, everything felt like a literal battle. And I always felt like I was going to stop breathing. I often felt like I was just going to completely lose my mind, and the intrusive thoughts that I was dealing with were really, really debilitating and really scary. I I thought I was going insane. I contemplated at this point going on medication because that's not something I am opposed to. I've been on medication in the past before. It helped me to at least get back on my feet. Um, But I promised myself that before pursuing that, I would want to make some lifestyle changes first and see how that went. So the very first thing that I did was I found a Christian-based psychologist. This was the foundational step for me that truly led me to my healing. It was really important for me to be guided by a faith-based professional, but to also receive a proper diagnosis, but also not to be identified by my mental health diagnoses. That's something that I advocate for and stand for. I started working with my psychologist on a weekly basis with her. And week after week, it was as if layers were just being like peeled back and peeled back and things were being revealed about why I am the way I am and things that I struggle with. And I was just truly able to see what I needed to address in my health. And trust me, again, it was a process. It was not an overnight thing. I mean, I even remember after my first therapy session, I felt good. I felt good because I felt like for the first time I found someone who really shared similar core values, especially in regards to mental health. Um, But it it was still a process. We realized very quickly together that I was overloading my brain, my schedule, my senses, and just my overall capacity, which was really uncomfortable for me to realize because I'm someone who loves to work. I'm multi-passionate. I'm achievement-based. So there are so many things that I love to do. I have multiple jobs and business ventures and ideas all the time. And so to be told, hey, you're doing too much, we need to slow down and maybe even take some things off of your plate for now. That felt really earth shattering to me, but I knew that it needed to be done. I just didn't know how. So in between those therapy appointments, I would pray. I pray a lot. Um, I've been building my faith for the past couple of years very intentionally. And so I started drawing closer and closer to God and I would pray, especially through journaling. And I would just let God speak to me and time after time, He would remind me that I needed to slow down enough to hear him. He would stop me in my tracks. I have memories of just walking around my normal day, well, really running around my normal day and just being stopped in my tracks and having God, almost as if we were putting his hands on my shoulders, be like, you need to stop. You need to slow down. I'm trying to talk to you. And he always reminded me that I needed to slow down, not only to hear him, but in order for him to heal me the way that he wanted to. And once again, 
even clearly hearing from the one who created the universe, the one who created me, this was hard to obey. So please, as I begin to tell you what really worked for me in my healing journey, know that this took so much dedicated work and it continues to take work. And I fumble and I fall and I oftentimes attempt to take things into my own hands and resist what I know I have to do. And I almost always end up in tears on my knees begging for healing again when this happens. Um, This has happened more times than I can count. And um, I'm grateful that I always keep coming back. But man, sometimes I'm like, Sabrina, when are you going to get it through your like hard head of how this works? <laughs> but these habits that I'm going to be talking about, they've been instilled and integrated slowly, which now allows them to be sustainable habits for me now, which is why that's my tagline is helping people slow down enough to find those simple and sustainable shifts for their health. So After finding the foundation of prayer and therapy and really being able to at least see things a little bit more clearly, understand my diagnoses, understand why I operate the way that I do, I was really able to look at this. And um, the first thing that I wanted to focus on was, okay, how am I treating my physical body? And like I said, I was barely eating. So I just decided I'm going to prioritize eating at least three to four healthy, nourishing meals a day. And avoiding foods in excess that I knew would spike my nervous system. So processed sugars, fried foods, and caffeine, I know are foods that are not supportive for me when I'm struggling with my mental health, especially. And I made sure I was continuing to move my body once a day. Walking was pretty much the only thing that I could mentally handle even doing. And I vowed to not put pressure on myself with having a perfect workout routine. And I made sure that I was taking all of my supplements daily. Now, these, again, were things that I've been building on throughout the past few years. So for someone listening to this, maybe just one of these routines is something that you want to adopt. But I've, again, I've been focusing on these for years. It wasn't like just last year I started integrating all this stuff. So I was, I started um, really making sure that I wasn't missing a beat with my supplement and essential oil routine that I knew supported my mental health. So my personal routine for my mental health is taking my lifelong vitality supplements, digestive enzymes, and adaptive capsules. I would put two drops of Copaiba underneath my tongue. I still do this every day, morning and night, sometimes even throughout the day. And I'm always using some sort of grounding oil blend, whether it's on my feet or on my pulse points or in my office or bedroom or wherever I am in my home diffusing. Um, And everything that I just spoke about are, of course, doTERRA products. And then after, you know, really kind of cleaning up my physical space in that way, I had to really create some serious boundaries. I don't think that people talk about boundaries as being a healing effort with mental health enough. I have to create boundaries with my time, with my phone, with people, even people I love the most, my friends, my family. I have an overactive mind that can easily become distracted and I want to say yes to everyone and I want to please everyone and I want to answer everyone right away. And gosh, that is just exhausting. It just leaves me feeling so spent. And so I utilize the focus mode on my phone literally like no other. My friends even know about this. Like they'll get the notification, like 
focus mode on. <laughs> and I do this, especially if I'm noticing that I'm feeling anxious. There are times of the day where I don't even allow myself to use my phone. And I say no a lot in order to maintain a clear mind. I have to prioritize what's really important to me in my life because I am someone who wants to say yes to everyone. I've learned the hard way how my brain works and it requires simplicity and focus. And so I can't be scheduling a million things in one day or week or even a month. It's just not fruitful for me. And now I know not everyone will be comfortable with this next tip, but I was very vocal with my close friends and family about what I was struggling with. And I am very blessed to have people in my life who view mental health as a real struggle and don't downplay it. And David was the absolute biggest supporter for me, constantly checking in with me, always asking me about my plan for the day and my schedule and almost monitoring and giving me gentle advice if he noticed that I was taking on too much, which was more helpful than I could ever put into words. I think that that's one of the most supportive things that he's done upon many other things. Um, gosh, I, I feel like there are so many more tips that I could add to this episode so many more, but I want to keep this short. I want to keep this simple. And I feel like this is a decent foundation for you, whoever is behind this podcast episode hearing this. And above all, I think it's really important to grace yourself if you are battling with your mental health. Commit to learning more about yourself and honor yourself for how you were uniquely created because there was purpose in that. And I know it doesn't feel like a gift sometimes. I know when you're in the midst of battle, it's almost offensive to hear this is a gift. It's like, well, I literally feel like I'm about to lose my mind. What do you mean? Um, but when your brain is managed and balanced accordingly for you, it truly can be a gift to have the mind that you have, which leads me to my ending point. What works for me might not work for you. I always recommend people to give an honest try with healthy routines and integrating new habits at least a couple of weeks because more times than not, you'll probably notice like even within a day or two of adopting healthier habits, the impact of them and usually positive impact of them. But if at the end of the day, what's helped me does not help you or someone else, that's okay. You know, that there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's something that is uniquely meant to help you. Oh, man. And then, you know, lastly, remember, Celebrate your mental health wins, every single one of them, the big, the small, mundane, they matter. And if you don't have anyone in your life who is going to celebrate these wins with you, message me over on Instagram. I'll be there ready to cheer you on. I will probably eat a cupcake for you <laughs> to celebrate with you because it is such a big deal to have a mental health win again, no matter how big or so or how small. All right, I'm gonna wrap this here. Short, sweet, simple, 15 minute podcast episode. Thank you for listening to this one. Thank you for celebrating my mental health win with me. I pray for many more to come. Um, I am not going to fall off my mental health routine now that we had this big win happen. We're gonna continue with that bad boy because we need it. But um, yeah, man, have a great day. I would love to hear how this podcast episode landed for you and I will see you next time. Bye.